0: Amen. Amen. Please have your seat for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Have your seat. Maybe if today is your first day, you may be asking yourself, is this the choir director? <laughs> no, I'm not the choir director here. My choir director is in heaven, where I've already taken hold of that position. So when you get to heaven, don't be surprised when you meet your choir director. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't need to have the voice to sing to God. I just need to have life to worship him. This year, the church, our theme is true worship. True worship. And we are going to spend the rest of this year teaching on this component of worship. Because it is necessary for us to understand that we as children of God, we need to understand the God that we truly worship. Oh, your amen is quite for Jesus. Maybe you are still trying to figure out where this man is coming from. But you see, the essence of humanity, the creation of the world and mankind, all boils down to God expecting worship out of everything he created. So, I, I, I want to just do justice for those who were not here last week, by the mercy of God. And I say that from the Gospel of Luke chapter four verses five to eight, that when you look, when you're looking at a component of worship, worship is not by choice. Hallelujah. Worship is not what by choice. Jesus Christ, that you shall worship the Lord your God. Now you may, but you shall, by virtue of Him being your God. So when we speak about worship, what do we mean by this? Because what I took the time to spend on this last week was dealing with 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 how sometimes we can also. Feel or act as if we are worshiping, but truly we miss the mark. So the the woman said, Well, we we, we worship here. Jesus Christ said, A time is coming that the true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. There is nothing outside of those boundaries. You can't add on it. Neither can you take it out. Can I get a church here? Amen. So what we define worship is that it is the life that is cultivated to honor and glorify the revealed God. One mm. of my nephews told me that, Pastor, today you have to try to finish preaching early so that, you know, I can receive all that I need to receive and be able to go to work. So I will do my best to finish this. Hallelujah. It's good when you love your nephews. Amen. So you have to do what your nephews want you to do. Amen. You see, the truth is this: Abraham loved Lot. Mm? Lot nephew. Uh-huh. And you realize that Abraham had to stand in the gap for Lot. So if you have nephews, it's good that you, you love them. Hallelujah. That's not what I'm preaching today. I'll preach about nephews to you one day. Hallelujah. But worship is not a choice. That's number one. Amen. Number two, worship is not done out of the con- your convenience. Because if you look into scriptures, when God revealed unto us the things about worship, it was not because it was based on your convenience. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter one, verses one to two, one to twenty-one and twenty-two, that Job, in the midst of hearing all the bad news, the Bible says, when he heard about his son dying, fell on his feet and what worshipped the Lord. Tell neighbor worship is not based on my convenience. Also, worship is not. Only in the church service or when the music sounds right. Mm. To those who are all caught about, you know, he ain't singing the C sharp and the key sharp. In heaven when you meet your choir director, there is no shaft there. You sing. Worship is not about these things, but worship is about knowing who you are worshiping. So we spent the time last week talking about who you worship, why you worship, and what you worship. Amen? Amen. And we realized that from the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verses 8 going, the Bible says uh, that the 24 elders uh, were constantly worshiping God. Mm -hmm. That means that whatever, you have to get it, he said, let your will be done on earth. As it is in where? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe I was preaching to this church here. Let your will be done on what? On as it is where? In okay. So based on whatever it is happening in heaven, by mandate has to also be manifested uh, on this earth. Yeah. So if heaven operate in worship, that we also on this earth. have to operate in worship. Amen. Mm. So those who have made worship a performance. Worship is not a performance. It is life. That glorifies the maker. Amen. In heaven there is no choice. In heaven the angels and the 24 elders. Do not have any other choice. But to worship the one true God. Now we, we come to live in a world and in a place where now we've made worship based on our, what we feel like, uh, how, how things look. Uh, we, we determine how we want to worship God. We determine it. How we want to worship God. I'm not preaching to you, I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. So why and who do we worship? And I made mention of two main things of why we worship. There are two main things that every person, believer or non-believer, needs to understand. Did you get it here? I wish I had an amen here. You can choose to be a believer or you can choose not to believe. But there are two things that you have to understand. When it comes to worship, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And the first thing you have to come to the understanding of is to acknowledge the creator. You have to understand who the creator. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. The Bible says that God said, Let us make man in our image. Let me, let me correct a mistake I've done. Let me correct a mistake. I want to honor and give reverence to God and also to the servant of God that is now missed today, Pastor John and his wife. May the Lord bless you for being here today. Yeah. 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 We are truly grateful that you are here today. We love you very much. We thank God that today he has made a way. Amen. amen. So we salute you. The shepherd's house, we salute you. Amen. And your wife, amen. amen. Now, keep writing your notes. Let me keep going. Let us make man in our word, image and likeness. You see, everything that God did was good. And God, when it came to man... See, when he came to me, when he came to me, he created me in in his image and his likeness. You have to understand who you are. That God did not just create any ordinary person, but you have been created in the image and the likeness of God. The image of God represents our place in God. Our authority in God. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that Jesus Christ is the image of the firstborn son. And because Jesus Christ is the image, we also carry the image of Jesus. And because we carry the image of Jesus, we are then sons of the Most High God. So we are now Heirs of God. Hallelujah. I'm not a stranger when it comes to God. I carry the same place of authority. So God says, "Whatever I declare on earth, so it shall also be done in heaven." I carry the image of the one true God. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish somebody knew. You see, what you, what we lost, what Adam and Eve lost, is the loss that very place of understanding, the uh, the ability of the place of worship, because you can't worship your maker if you don't know who your maker is. You cannot worship your maker if you don't know who your maker is. You have to know that your maker is the one that created you. And when he created you, created you out of his image, meaning the best of himself. He gave it to you. And out of that image he said, "No, no, 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 that is not enough. I have to create you also out of my likeness." That means every properties, every character, every identity Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that is in me, I give it all to you. Amen. Amen. So when you keep allowing the things around you, I'll tell my nephew here. He was saying in Bible studies, he called and complained and justified himself. He said, Pastor, I have to do something about this. I said, for what reason? I said, there is nothing to do. Keep your mouth quiet. Some of you don't like to hear that, but it's good to keep your mouth quiet. You see, man of God, the problem is this: if you know your image, which is your place of authority, and you know your likeness, which is the spirit that is in you that gives you the ability to function, then you fight your battles. Based on how you need to fight it. You you, you see, sometimes we are wasting ourselves fighting some battles that we are above it. Mm. Everything, you have to make it a fight. Know your image and know your likeness. Because if you know your image and your likeness, there are some things. The reason why you have patience is because you just know. This is too small for me to handle Yeah, 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 yeah This is too small for me to handle The reason why worship Becomes a sacred place before God Is because you walk In the image And the likeness Can I keep going? And I made mention of 1 Corinthians 3 verses 9 I want to rush through this quickly Oh no, and my nephew is waiting for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give us the NIV for the sake of making sure everybody understands this. Like in James and his language. We are God's. For we are God's what? Look at how the apostle puts it. We are who? Who are these people? All of us. We are God co-workers. But when the apostle continued. He said what? Now it no longer is a plural connotation. It is a single connotation that you are a field. And you are God's building. So now you are a field. And every field has to produce. Every field has to be cultivated. Every field has to be worked on. A field cannot be left empty. A field got to be used. And it's either used to build or plant. And God says you are my field. Not the general body is those who have come to understand who they are. So, you are man filled. So, now you got to know that you are not just a worker, but now you are the field of God. And He's going to cultivate Himself in you, prune you, work in you, make sure the old debt comes out. Because the old debt does not belong in you. The old debt needs to come out. The thing that has caused you to shy away from worshiping God, those things need to come out. For you got to produce. And not just that he said that you are what? My building. Now let me read it so you can understand where God is taking us. Hallelujah. Are you there yet? God bless you. I read. Verses 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God. Which was given to me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds. I like to say, let everybody take heed how they worship God. Why? Because verse 11 says, "For, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. Which is what? Jesus Christ. You cannot worship any other sin except Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation except Jesus Christ. I wish I had a church here. There is no other testimony except Jesus Christ. There is no other worshiper except Jesus Christ. Now hear it. Now if anybody builds on this foundation with gold, silver, silver, Precious stones, wood, hell, straw, each one's each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it, it it will be revealed by what fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has be, has built on it endures, he receives a what. Oh. If anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer a loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through fire, verse 16, do you not know that you are the temple of of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Which temple are you? Are you a temple that produces, or are you a temple that fails to give your Maker its worship? Are you a temple that recognizes that He is your Maker? Everything you make it a struggle, everything you have to fight about it, remember you have a Maker. Remember who your maker is. What temple are you? Are you a temple where pride sits in? Are you a temple where jealousy sits in? Are you a temple where pain and and shame sits in? Are you a temple that rejection sits in? Are you a temple where evidence sits in? What temple are you? Can I preach it? What temple are we? Shepherds out, what temple are we? There is no other foundation except Jesus Christ. And him alone, I will preach it. In the component of worship, I said, one, you have to recognize who? Your creator. The second point, which is and an, where I want us to end today, is recognizing the working of your creator. Recognizing the working of your creator. It is not enough just to know who your creator is. You also have to know what he does or what he has done. Can I get an amen here? Yeah. Let's go to Revelation chapter 5 now. Be come to an end. Revelation chapter 5. Oh, you further say amen. 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 I read. I'll read verses five to verses one to five and then verses eight to ten for the sake of time. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll right written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals, and no one in heaven. Or on the earth. Or underneath the earth. Was able to open the scroll. Or to look into it. So the apostle says. So I wept much. Because no one was found worthy. To open and read the scroll. Or to look into it. But one of the elders said to me. Do not weep. Behold. The land of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. Behold, behold, nobody else could open the scroll but Jesus Christ, the working of Jesus. He was able to open the scroll In the scroll was the judgment of God in the scroll. What the redemptive power of God. But nobody else could be able to operate in that very place except Jesus. And what Jesus did, he came to redeem us. The reason why we need to recognize the working is that his working is a redemptive work. And I'll teach you as I'm ending very soon. It's a what? Redemptive work. If you have truly understand who and what he had done to redeem you, your worship will be different. Now go to verses 8. Verses 8 says, Now when he had taken the scroll, which is Jesus, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamp, each having a herb, and the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the, words saints. And they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open a seal. For you were, what, slain. Come on, I wish I had a church here. For you were, what, slain. And hear this. And have, what, redeemed us to God by your, what, blood. He has redeemed us to God by his blood. He didn't get me here. He has redeemed us to God by his what? Blood. 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 Uh, Yeah, yeah. He has redeemed us to God, meaning he has redeemed us. He has taken us out of where we did not belong and brought us to our proper place. In the image and the likeness of Yahweh, amen. so that we will understand the God that we worship. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a church here. Amen. Maybe I got to keep going. <laughs> and it says, "Out of every tribe and tongue." I wish the shepherds' house can say "Amen" on this one. Amen. With the number of tribes here, I wish you can say "Amen" on that. Amen. Out of every tribe and tongue, the people and the nation and have. And 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 have made us kings and priests to our God. That is not enough. And he says, and we shall what? Reign the earth. He has made us kings and what? Priests. He has made us kings and priests. Tell your neighbor you are a king. You are a priest. He has made us kings and priests. So you see, they did not understand why David was able to tear up his clothes to worship God. Because true kings understand the place of authority. And when you were king and you understand the place of authority, then you know what it means when somebody gives you reverence. But, 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 but he did not just make us kings and priests he made us kings and priests to god to god i can't take that out you are not king on your own but you are king to god Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah. Amen. you are a king to god you are a royal priest to god you can't let somebody take away your worship you can't i see there is no true god You can't walk around and see that this God has not come to die for you. He came to redeem you. That you will come back in your right position. And the last part. He says that you can what? Reign. How do you reign? You can only reign when you know what you have received. If you have received and understand what you have received, then you can know how to reign. You cannot reign if you don't know what you have received i wish i had a church to understand this Amen. you cannot reign unless you know what you have received he redeemed you to god so you can understand some key fundamental things. I want to mention it here. So you, for those who are taking notes, may the Lord wish to bless you for your righteousness of taking notes. Those who are not taking notes and taking mental notes, may God help you that you shall remember. But what God, you see, he, he called you to reign so that you can stand. He has called you to be in the very place of knowing that he is Jehovah Shammah. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35. I'm not going to read it, but Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is there or God is present. So it means my worshiper is not only confined when I come to church. Everywhere I go, he is there with me. He's Jehovah Shammah. The reason why I do not fear whatever comes my way is because I'll be redeemed to God who is my Jehovah Shammah. So everywhere I am, He is there. He is there. In the valleys. He is there. In the fire. He is there. In the storm. He is there. He is Jehovah Shammah. Yeah, my God. He is Jehovah Shammah. I've been redeemed too. Jehovah Shammah. The ever-present God. I'm coming. He is also Jehovah. Shalom. The Lord our peace. So when the storm was blowing, the disciples had not understood the redemptive power of Jesus. So they said, don't you see we are going to die? And the Bible makes us understand when Jesus Christ was walking up in the midst of the storm where everybody was afraid, he was cool. <laughs> Nelly, you have Jehovah's Shalom. The Lord is your peace. He is the peacemaker. I don't know what storms may, you may be facing, but the God that we serve is your peacemaker. Amen. That is why when the Lord rose up from the midst of the storm, he was able to rebuke it And everything had to be still. You have peace on your side. Stop worrying about what is happening around this world. Say, I got peace on my side. Say, I got peace on my side. He's also Jehovah Rapha. Which means, God is my one shepherd. Psalm 23, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. You have a shepherd that is before you. My brothers and sisters. The greatest joy is knowing that you are not working and trying to figure it out. I will say it again. You are not working and trying to figure it out. But you just got to follow your shepherd. I wish I had a church. He's gone ahead of you. A shepherd leads you in the path of righteousness. He guides you with his rod, So you are not on your own. But you got a God who is your shepherd. You see, if you have not understand the working of God, then your worship will always compromise to your situation. But if you know that your God is the Lord, your shepherd, your Lord, your peace, your Lord who is everywhere, then your worship is not compromised because of what you are going through. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't know that you have peace with you, That is why you become anxious. God bless you. If you don't know that he's there with you, that's where you start to doubt the next step for you. That's That's where you start to worry. If you know that the one that is your shepherd is there and will guide you, and will never fail you. Then you have nothing else to worry about. Amen. The only reason why most of the time, believers, we have compromised on our worship is because we fail to know who he is. I was telling one of my, papa, my, my, father, my father this morning, I said, you see, the thing about worship is that when God created all things, in the garden was worship. But then when the evil one came and tempted the woman and the man, both, not just one. (laughs) What caused God to be extremely displeased was because they valued the word of the devil than the word of God. He created you. How do you compromise on the power Of his creation. Because they gave up. On the instructions of God. And ate the fruits. Meaning that they they came to an understanding. That what the devil was saying. Was actually maybe more right. Than what God has said. But we cannot compromise. So you see. Worship is entailed in our place of God. And his word. If you cannot obey the word, then you cannot understand how to worship. Yeah. Last time I checked, because I ain't got the voice, God gave me the word. That's okay if you don't say amen. (laughs) You see, I know I don't have the voice, but I will keep singing. Because I got the word. Hallelujah. Thank God that he will either give you a, a voice or he will either give you a word. He didn't say amen to that. So all those who don't have good voices to sing, say, God, just give me the word. Hallelujah. Just give me the word. Amen. That's just on the side. But I'm ending here. He also is Jehovah Jarel, the Lord our provider. Genesis 22, verses 14. He's Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is our banner. The Lord is our captain. The Lord is our victor. He is Jehovah, Tekenu. The Lord is our righteousness. I've spoken about this in depth over here before. But we need to know that God is our righteousness. Huh? And he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician, the Lord, our healer. Yeah. So today I came to announce to you that we worship the one true God. And may our worship be for the one who sits on the throne, who was able to open the scroll. And remove the seven seal. We worship no other one but him alone. The one. He said in heaven, on earth, under the earth, no one was worthy. But the one I worship, the one that you worship, he is the one that prevailed. He is the one that understood the judgment of God and understood the redemptive power of God. We worship We have to understand the worship of God. It is not confined in time. But it's based on our heart of service. I'm ending. But we have become Christians that we are conditioned on so many things. And yet we have failed to realize that our worship is not for us. Our worship is for him. Is to him. If you know what he has done for you, I want to speak to the youth from the youngest to the oldest here. Who you are is the creation of God and his image. He created you. Yes, through your mother's womb, but God created you. So you have every reason to get on the feet of Christ. And say, Abba, Father, I want to know you for what you have created me to be. Don't be deceived by this world. Don't think because you are youth, you don't need to worship. Worship is not mandated on, just based on your age. But worship is mandated on everything that has breath. To the young and to the middle old. Our worship should not be confined because we are busy with work. Yes, sir. I got to speak the truth. Yes, sir. That's right. If your work is busier than God. Then you are valuing your work than God. Yes, it is better for you to hear the truth. So that you don't do your worship wrong. Hear the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Worship God in spirit and in truth. Make time with God. Serve God out of the abundance of your heart. The end of the story is this. Worship the Lord with all your heart. The scripture says, love the Lord with all your heart. With all your soul. Love him. You don't need somebody to beg you to serve your father. Stop waiting for people to beg you to serve your father. Stop waiting for somebody to come and ask you. To do something for God. Look at the redemptive work of God. And let that be put to work. He said you shall serve the Lord. You shall worship the Lord. And serve the Lord only. My brothers and sisters, I end. But let our worship be to God. Who he is. What he has done. And why he did it. And why we worship. Because we serve a God who redeemed us. When no one could redeem us. May the Lord bless us. Let's rise on our feet. And I just want you to just open your mouth and just pray to God this very moment. Thank him for his provision. Thank him for his provision.